Mystic Pizza is from 1988, and it's remarkable because it shows that moment in time where women's lives were starting to take a different direction. Should a woman pursue a career or a family? Should she go to college or find a man to marry her? And if she goes for the guy, at what personal cost to herself? And if you're my age, you can just make out and have sex with a 30-year-old. This is 80s Movie Guide. A guide to what's wrong with your parents. I'm Riley Roberts. And I'm Tara McNamara. Mystic Pizza is about three young women who work together at a pizza parlor in a small fishing village in Connecticut. Two are sisters, and all three are friends. And they all three worry about their future. Is it too mapped out? Is it not mapped out enough? Will they have it all, or will they have nothing? This movie is just basically about making decisions for who you want to be. Like, do you want to get married because your boyfriend wants to get married, even though you're not ready, or do you just do it? Even though, because you love them, but these aren't these aren't really the things that your generation concerns themselves, right? I mean, they do. No. You do. As soon as you graduate high school, you have big decisions. But I think post this period, right in 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 the eighties, you know, you might you went you, maybe you went to college, maybe you didn't. There was more of a push to start going to college and yeah. that being a decision. But everyone wasn't on that page yet. Um, well, I think and getting married is something that people did when they were young. I had your brother when I was 22, Yeah, you know, and, and people had babies young and got married young. And, and that's why 50% of, uh, marriages in America are divorced. <laughs> they are. I know. And I think that has too young. It I is know. too young. But what's, but, but what's fascinating is, is that's how it's always been. It's always been that people got married that young. It's only been for the last couple of decades where the, the the age to get married has gone up and up and up, and the age in which you have a baby has gone up and up and up. Well, and yeah. and so what's fascinating to me is that Mystic Pizza really sort of identifies that because we see JoJo, Lily Taylor's character, loves her boyfriend. She loves Bill. and She's always thinking about him, always wants to be with him, but she doesn't want to marry him, which I don't understand, honestly, from her point. Like, I think, like, if you love someone that much and you're always saying, I think about him all the time and I always, I'm always want to be with him and I'm always thinking about him as crazy. Yeah. Why not marry him? Well, I think she And I know she said she was, she wasn't ready, but like, but I feel like if you love them and he loves you and like, you know, you're going to end up marrying them anyways. But she's 18. I mean, you'll be- Oh, she's 18? Yeah. They just graduated. This is the fall after- High school graduation. Wait, wait. So are they all the same age? I think Julia Roberts. They never say it. I think but Julia I, there's Roberts no way is Julie... like two years older and than her sister, and then right, and then she's in the same grade as the other girl, and the sister's just. That's my impression. They never really say it, but we all know Kat's going to college and because we know that, but everybody else a little unmapped out. But I think that's part of what Jojo's concern is, is that there's this expectation, you know, you have the boyfriend, they're obviously the couple that the town, everybody knows them. Everybody's envious of their relationship. And then, and she's expected to get married to him and she looks around and she sees the people who never leave mystic who, you know, get Mm -hmm. fat and have babies and that's all they do. And she's like, I don't want that life. And this is a moment in time where this really started taking hold where women were thinking, well, you know, I want, I want a career. I don't know if I want to just go get married, but it was just like, I mean, it was just happening. It was still expected even like in the seventies, my mom, I remember went back to work, you know, when I was five years old, she, she, you know, went to work and all of that started happening where women could go into the workforce and start working. And that was more accepted. Um, but 
and so slowly the age in which you got married started creeping up. But in the 80s, there were still a lot of people getting married right out of high school yeah. or right out of college if you went to college. Yeah, well, it's, it's just like a, a lot different now because from what I've seen with people that I know is, well, I do, people are more about themselves now. Like, I feel like people were always pressured back then because that's how you're supposed to live. But I think now is when people are like, I can do what I want to do. I don't have to base anything off peer pressure. I don't have to make I can make my own decisions. Like, this is about me, not anyone else. And I think people understand that a lot more now. And that's why I think a lot more people are getting married, like, in their late 20s or 30s and having kids then instead of earlier. Because they're, like, because they want to make something of themselves. And people realize that now. Yeah. Like, people didn't realize that. Because women didn't have a lot of independence and, you know, that was working out. Right. But now that we have that. Yes. a good amount of it. <laughs> we don't have all of it, but we have a good amount from what it was. Yeah, I mean, the whole idea with equal rights for women is that women can make their own choices. Yeah. You know, that's the whole idea that we're, you know, that in, I mean, so in the 50s and the 60s, you had these stories of women who felt very frustrated and unhappy because they weren't able to they didn't feel fulfilled because they didn't have a career and they didn't really know what their identity was outside of their, you know, so-and-so's wife and so-and-so's mother. Yeah. And they probably don't, they probably don't want to be in the reflection of their husband or kids or, um, yeah, you want to be you, you want to be who you you want to be you. And I think a lot of people back then, like just from perspectives of like reading books and knowing history and stuff, it seems like nobody everyone who got married didn't really want it. Like, they didn't... They're not in love. Like, yeah. not, no one was in love and getting married back then. Right. Yeah, right. and I think that's also something that probably adds on now is because now we're like, well, why would I spend the rest of my life with someone and have a kid with someone and go through all of that that I don't even like? I think that's true. <laughs> um, they just had money or they were powerful, you know? I mean, first of all, I just watched a movie last night from the 50s, which reflected that, uh, where a woman just needed to get married and the guy was like, I'll marry you. And and I think there was a lot of that rush to marriage mm-hmm. and I think this will work and, and less. And, and a lot of it was people were not exploring relationships. Like they were not having sex before marriage. They were not, you know, they, they didn't really give it time mm-hmm. to breathe and everybody is super young, but I know like grandma, your grandma and grandpa, they, um, I mean, I think they were both dating each other, but also kind of dating other people. Mm-hmm. And then what he, your parents, mm-hmm. oh. and then he proposed and she was like, mm, okay. <laughs> you know? yeah. I mean, they love each other, but I think there was sort of more of a, well, you're here and I'm here and, and we're kind of together and, and you're my only main. So I guess I'll just, <laughs> and, and almost every other decade there's been a war, yeah. right? And there's a lot of, I'm going off to war. I need to have someone here that I know is thinking about me that I can think about. And so that and was, and someone to come home, to go and have someone a to hoe. come, right. Have a hoe. Have, have a, a hoe. Home. Yeah, I need a hoe when <laughs> I come home. <laughs> well, that's probably too. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You need a sure thing. <laughs> you need a hoe and home. But, um, yeah, so I, so anyway, so in the eighties, again, the eighties being this time, something we've talked about a lot on this podcast where we didn't have a war and we, people really had a a time to breathe. We didn't have a a major crisis on our hands. Uh, so people could kind of start to just figure out who we are as humans and what we're interested in doing. That's why I actually like, that's 
one of the main reasons why I love the 80s so much is because they had, like, everyone had a chance to breathe and a chance to be like, wait. Yeah. And think about things. And then, so that's why everyone started doing everything differently. And that's why the 80s, I feel like, it has a huge impact. Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, movies and stuff. Because it shows, like, I don't know, everyone trying to figure each other out. Because nobody knew. Right. And that's probably why 80s movies are just so good. <laughs> well, they're also a lot lighter. And they're, they're, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. Because we could focus on these things. We can, we can take the time to just focus on, should I go to college or should I get married? You know, yeah. whereas... Before, it was like, am I going to stay alive in this war? Or how am I going to survive? I'm not going to have enough money. Um, You know, there were bigger issues out there. But in the the 80s, we could focus on these things. Um, But yeah, I I do. But I do think like with your generation, I think it's super fascinating because in the 80s, there did become this bigger push to go to college. And that, of course, has only increased to where we've had the college insanity that we're at now. But now it's turning a little bit. Where people, mainly because of the cost, but where your generation is reevaluating. Is it a given I go to college? Well, first of all, when we go to school, when we go to high school, when you go to middle school, all they talk about is you are going to college. And, like, everybody everybody assumes they're going to go to college or, if not college, community college. Like, everybody assumes that. And I don't think I know anyone that's just not going to college at all. Mm -hmm. I think because people are like... Like we've been told in classes all the time, you probably need to go to college to get a good job. And everybody wants to be rich. Nobody wants to be struggling for money. Mm-hmm. So everyone's trying to get that good job. It'll pay really good. And it'll pay really good because you went to college. Right. <laughs> it doesn't matter if you care about it. It doesn't matter what you do in college, but you went. Right. And you graduated. And right. that's all that really matters. <laughs> right, right. Like, that's probably why kids, like, when they go to college, they just party the whole time. Well, first of all, because they're not with their parents. They can do whatever they want now and they're 18, but, like, it's also because, like, nobody, I don't think anyone really cares about college, like, unless you, like, really, really want to learn that thing, but I, like, I don't know anyone that's in college, of course, everyone I know is, like, either a freshman or a sophomore, Mm -hmm. but everyone that I know in college, like, isn't there, like, doesn't know what they want to study and doesn't really care. Mm -hmm. They're just there to either get away from where they lived (laughs) or just, to go to college. Let me say that that has been the biggest appeal of college for oh, yeah, a to long time. Leave? To leave. Yes. Yeah. You do not want to be around your parents. <laughs> and your parents are paying for it. So you're like, all right, sick. <laughs> like, I'm getting a free vacay with just some classes for sure. Like, my parents are paying for it. I'm good. And I don't need to be around them. <laughs> so I can just text them when I need money. Which is what my friend does. Um. So... <laughs> What? I'm now rethinking sending you to... <laughs> no. I'm the one that who said I didn't want to go to Far Away. Um, all right. <laughs> I want to know what you thought of the movie. Okay, so I had to watch this movie about three times because I've seen it before, and then I saw it again so that we were going to do this podcast, but then we didn't end up doing this podcast until two months later. Well, you fell asleep. That's well, part of why. You had to watch it again because you fell asleep. Yeah, and then I had to watch it again right, <laughs> because the you second had, you time I watched it. to know it. what you were going to talk about. But yes. I already, whatever. But I, I mean, it was good. It was a really weird kind of story. Like, I liked the moral of the story that they were obviously trying to capture. Um, like, I think that was really, especially during that time period. But I don't know. It wasn't like, 
Like, it wasn't something I would... Obviously, I fell asleep. Like, it's not something I would, like, pay attention to, like, that much. Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't know about the movie before you told me what it was. Well, one thing is, you know, we've, we're we just getting into the 80s movies at this point. So this is probably the 10th... No, this is, I think, the 12th movie that we've seen together to cover. And so I don't know... And, and we're skipping around. We're not going in order. Yeah, well, yeah. But one of the things that makes this film unique... And also, by the way, we just saw Valley Girl and did that, which... which makes a difference in what I'm going to say, because that was also rare. Valley Girl was rare because it was directed by a woman, which never happened <laughs> in the 80s. And this is an unusual film because it was written by a woman. And so what you may not know is so unique about it is it was rare to see those those girls talking to each other like girls. That I mean, they they have they obviously had great chemistry, which I think is special to Mystic Pizza as well and '80s movies. But they 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 really seem to enjoy each other. And I thought there was too much focus on talking about boys. Yeah. There's still that, which is you know such an '80s movie thing uh, and '90s movie thing where women are only concerned with themselves as it relates to men. Yeah. But um, but hey, I guess they had to get the movie made one way or the other. But at <laughs> least they do enlarge it and they do talk about other things. My favorite scene in the whole movie movie is on the dock um where at the beginning of the film where they're stealing the bill's beer yeah from the from, from his the, ship yeah from from his stuff. boat his fishing boat trust me you're gonna wiggle your sweet ass and he's gonna forget all about it okay saint catherine with a beer are you kidding me i drink what i want you're a real lush yeah you screw 10 guys a weekend too right no that's your department the damn straight is my department <clears throat> This is very pleasant, okay? Let's have some fun tonight, okay? Okay. I thought that that was really fun in the way that they are interacting with each other, and that's how friends would talk, yeah. right? That's the kind of hard time you give each other. Yeah, but you don't see that in movies. It's always about, like, school or homework mm -hmm. or clothes or something. And now to turn this to, oh, what's wrong with your parents? Um, but that exchange gets a little nastier later on as we start to... Issue. Yeah, they... I, I don't know when... On, during that scene on the dock, like, it felt like, like, it was a weird vibe. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, it was, like, it felt like they were being really mean, but they were laughing at it. And, like, I know I've been super mean to my friends as a joke, and they know it's a joke, and we all laugh at it. But they seemed, like, brutally mean. Like, like, they were telling Daisy, like, you have nothing. Right. Like, she was literally like, you have a boyfriend, you're going to college, what do I have? And they're like, nothing. Because yeah. that's your fault. Right, because, well, she had been, that's because Daisy had said, given given a jab to Kat. And I don't know. that was why. Well, yeah. So, so then but it um, just... JoJo got defensive on Kat's behalf. That, that's why. <laughs> I know, but, but I it still seems like, it, it felt like a weird vibe. Because they were, like, the girls were being mean about it, and then Daisy was just laughing at it. But they were, like, I felt like they were trying to be serious. It was so weird. Like, I just didn't like the vibe. I think and it was they insightful. chasing her, and she's like, eee. Well, I think it was insightful of their characters because Daisy is Kat's older sister. Yeah. And so, and, and yet Kat's obviously the brilliant one who's going off to Yale. Yeah. And, and Daisy, as we see later in the film, is worried about what's going to happen to her, right? So we see that, we see that the, what I was getting at was the recurring slut shaming yeah. that, that happens. And this is a small group of friends and people who know each other really well. So there's a teasing about it that Daisy owns, yeah. right? And then later when Daisy and Kat are in a fight, toward the end of the movie and Kat says, well, if I were 
Um, and Kat, Kat says, you should take money for your services. It would be more honest, meaning she sleeps around so much for, you know, in the hopes of maybe getting someone to marry her or yeah. give her things or whatever. And then Julia Roberts, Daisy's character comes over and says, wipe your conscience. I mean, I thought she was going to hit her like, yeah. at that moment, but, but it, I thought it was really fascinating that there was slut shaming there. And then the mom slut shamed. Yeah. The mom was so mean to Daisy. Like I was yeah. like, what? Like this boy finds her out of nowhere. Doesn't he bear? Doesn't even know her name. Finds her house, comes to her house and sits patiently for her to come home in the living room. Mm -hmm. And you walk in and the mom's just staring at him and then like looks angry at Daisy. But it's like at the same time, she was like, oh, I'm worried for your future. And it's like, she's literally going to go on a date probably. Well, right. (laughs) Because she's not you who, you know, who has handsome boys come to the door and say, no, thank you. And turn them away. I think the idea is that she sleeps around. And the mom thinks this is some other guy, like she says, sniffing around her pretty daughter. And she thinks her daughter's going to sleep with her and destroy whatever future she has. And she doesn't even know. You know, her daughter's two, what, like you think, two years out of high school and is just working at a pizza place. Yeah. And what's going to happen to her? Um, so that's, but I'm not excusing the mother's slut shaming. And then yeah. there's the scene where Bill digs at JoJo by renaming his ship Nympho. I didn't understand that. Oh, nympho means nymphomaniac. I don't know what that means. It's a person, usually a woman is how it's referred to, who just wants sex all the time. Okay, but he had a point, though, because he was trying to say, like, that. I feel like that was more of a... She took that as an offense, but he was doing it as a joke because she, like, kept having... Trying to have sex, and he's like, no. (laughs) Like, he kept being like, your parents are right there, and you're trying to blow me in the middle of the doorway, and... We're having sex while you are at work in the ladies' restroom. Like, mm-hmm. it's like she was, and. But he's he, slut shaming her. I mean. But he was like, so but he was telling her no. And then she just kept being, and then he's like, oh, you're not going to marry me, but you're going to want to have sex with me all the time? Like, that seems fair. Like, that okay. seems fair as a joke. This is a very, so what you're saying is, is an evolved point of view. So, you know, whatever slut shaming that you feel now, let me just promise you that it was much worse before. I don't doubt it. It was, and so, and I do want to talk about too, this particular moment in time, 1988. So really AIDS starts to permeate in 1985, right? 1985, we start to hear stories about people dying. It's connected to sex. People don't know how, how you're getting it, you know, it just seemed, and so that's when in, in the late seventies, well, really the seventies and then the early eighties, people were just having sex left and right. And, and the, uh, you know, the, the, the weight of that wasn't as heavy, uh, of sleeping around, but by the late eighties, this new conservatism had come in and with Reagan and, um, and, and the religious right. And it started to be more judgmental about young women having sex, not young men having sex. Oh no, 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 no. Just young women having sex. And so for him to do that to her in such a public way, Okay, maybe the public, the public, like, in front of all of his friends. But this is also what makes this movie unique. It makes it very unique that you have this character, Jojo, who has a healthy interest in sex and wants to have sex, and that that's sort of turned around, and it's the 
boy who's saying, no, no, I want to get married. And this was a, this was a a gender reversal. And we usually didn't see that kind of thing um, in movies. So that's kind of what makes that really refreshing um, to see that. And of course, probably because it was written by a woman. And, 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 you know, I don't know that we definitely see female characters who want to have sex all the time, like in Revenge of the Nerds, but then they're like, oh, Betty, you're a goat. Like there's still some mean way to discuss women who were interested, who wanted to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it was really bizarre. Um, it doesn't make any sense to me though, that people slut shame, because if you're going to just slut, like if a guy's just going to slut shame a girl, then you're not going to have sex with her because she's not going to want to have sex with you if you're a bully. Mm-hmm. And so now you're not going to have sex with a hot girl who knows what she's doing, apparently, mm-hmm. according to you. <laughs> So that sucks for you if you're going to slut shame her. Well, that alone discusses why this is an anti-Disney movie. Why it's clearly not made by Disney. But um, but I think another fascinating thing about this female film is that it is the anti-Disney princess movie, right? Because there is an acknowledgement that Daisy thinks the only way she thinks the only way she's going to get out. She doesn't know what she's going to do. She doesn't know what she's going to be. She doesn't know what she has skills at. Uh, right. She says, I've only got this, this, the face, the smile. Um, so she thinks I got to get married to somebody like, she's kind of a, she's got to be kind of a gold digger if she wants to survive is how she's looking at it. And she finds that guy and that guy is crazy about her. And yet she realizes it's not worth it. It's not worth it. When they go to dinner and she realizes she's just a, a pawn to get back at, his dad you know that that the um that the guy and the um charlie and his dad have this relationship that's very antagonistic and so dating a portuguese girl is you know who who's often the help is really going to bug his family and that that's why she's there and he makes a huge scene about it in front of her and she realizes I'm, I'm, she's like, you're not good enough for me. It was a great moment. I'm just so excited thinking about it. (laughs) Um, yeah. And so that's, that's also something we didn't see, right? Disney princess movies are all about some guy saving you and he's perfect and you're going to go live happily ever after. So for her to, to just say, you know, I'll figure it out. It's better than, and that's what I mean by at what cost, at what cost. So, um, and then I think there's Kat and, you know, Kat has the whole relationship with the married guy. And again, I love the dialogue. I love Daisy saying, oh, dad banging the babysitter. You know, that's original. A babysitter for the babysitter. <laughs> when I, I was so confused because they went on. Oh, my gosh. I just thought, like, if you were going to do anything with that, like, you would, you should do, like, oh, like, every time she babysat, like, they would just flirt a little and it would just continue. But they literally went on a date. Right. And he had a ba- uh, the babysitter had a babysitter for the kid she was babysitting. Yeah. It was a little bit of a ruse of that pretend, like, oh, we're going to go look at the stars because there's an exceptional thing happening in the sky. I can't remember what it was. Well, but there was, was some reason why they needed she's it. She's an but, astrology major, so she's, right. like, obsessed with that. And so. astronomy. Astronomy. Astrology's. Um, That's why I said astronomy. You said astrology. I said astronomy. Okay. Um, anyway, so there was a bit of, you know, there's that bit of a ruse, right? Like if you like a boy and he likes you and then you're like, oh, we're all going. Do you want to come? Okay. And you act like it's not really about you guys having time together. I think it was the same thing, but I, uh, and I think, you know, she learns, 
you know, guys with marital problems are low hanging fruit. And if they're willing to sleep with you, you don't want them. (laughs) They're not worth having. But I actually read something from Hello Giggles that I thought was really accurate about this. And um, the author said, in some capacity, we've all been cat. And she said, the author says, for too many years, I was queen of the emotional affairs, going after attached guys and basically fulfilling their mental and emotional needs while completely ignoring my own. And just like in Mystic Pizza, it was the worst. And you know, the most frustrating thing of all, after Kat projects herself onto Yale Dad and gets busted, Yale Dad still gets to be Yale Dad, despite hurting two cool women. And that is actually the worst part of this whole movie. This thing that is 100% true and happens all the damn time. The cats of the world lose and the Yale dads keep on going until they buy a Mustang at age 45 and it all goes downhill from there. But I I thought that was really insightful and really true. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. And yeah, he didn't get anything for it. And she, I, he took her virginity. So like, that's like, okay, fuck you. (laughs) Like you suck. And what do you think about her not about her tearing up the check? At the end. I did not think that was great. right. So at the end of the movie, he um, he comes to say goodbye, or he's there to let his young daughter say goodbye, who's become attached to her summer yeah. babysitter or fall babysitter, and uh, and then he says, "This is for you," and he gives her a check for Yale and says, "Yale's expensive." And then after he leaves, she tears it up, and JoJo is like picking it up and trying to put it together, and <laughs> yeah. and Daisy says, "No, no, it's not worth it." What did you think about that? Screw that. Like, it's free money. Like, the biggest thing in America, and it has always been about this, it will it will always be about this, is money. Money is the thing that keeps us all going. We don't, we would not go to work if it wasn't for money. We wouldn't do anything if it wasn't for money. So... If you were given, like, I don't know how much you gave her, let's just say 10 grand. If you were given 10 grand, you're like, oh, hell yeah. Like, I don't have to work for this. Like, I I did my dues. Like, now I have this. So do you, but do you She think, did her dues. Like, but, she did do it. Well, right. I mean, that's the thing that I feel like they didn't maybe explain. Did he already pay her for all the babysitting? And was this something else? Or is this the babysitting money? Because if that's the babysitting money, she earned that. I think the implication is I that, doubt that. I think they give it to you at the end of the night. I mean, someone, you know, she was emotionally invested and the idea, you know, and then taking the money cheapens, makes her cheap, like makes her, but I don't care. (laughs) Like I wouldn't care. Like you would do the same thing if you were given 10 grand, even one grand. Yeah. Well, it's immediately th- going into my bank account, but you know, and I'm going to shop. <laughs> would you think about it, though, while you were in school using that money that, oh, now this, you know, sleaze guy who, you know, who acted like he liked you. Well, he paid me for taking my virginity, so I Well, guess. that's not okay. Now well, that's never, prostitution. But I'm never going to see him again. So it's kind of like, well, he's a douche. Now I know that. Now uh-huh. I know not to date married dads uh-huh. who went to Yale. Right. Which I think should have been in her head in the first place. But I do too. I do too. <laughs> That's so gross. Like he, he, I know he looked young, but even like I even asked you, she was sixteen in this movie, and he was pr- like probably twenty eight, thirty, like around that age. Yeah, he's thirty. Yeah. So like, well, I meant like in real life. Oh, right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you said that in the movie she was sixteen at the time, and right? He, and he was probably in his like late twenties, thirties, right? So. 
first of all, ew. Like, I, it's the same thing I told you. There was a, there's a movie with Selena Gomez and Drew something, um, another Cinderella story. She's 16 in that, and he was 26. Mm-hmm. And he's 10 years older than her, and she is a minor by two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, ew. Right. <laughs> like, that's disgusting. Well, the funny thing about that scene where they I kiss. Think, I think, I'm just gonna put this out there. I think if you're debating, like, there's a math problem that my teacher was telling me of how old, like, what's the age of how old you can date? And it's, like, you double your age and then you minus seven or something. It's something like that. Okay. But what, how I think of it... Wait, wait, wait. So if you're 50, you can date a guy who's 93? No. (laughs) No, no, no. I don't know. It's a math problem. I don't remember it. But... I think what you should do is, like, uh, let's say I'm dating a guy who's, like, like 30, because I'm 17. Um, that's 13 years, right? Just imagine a 13-year-old making out with a newborn baby. Yeah. That's how I think of it. And so when people are, like, really old, like, 30 years older than their spouse or partner, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I think th- that's the realization you could be, like, when I was 30, I would be making out with her right now. <laughs> yeah. That's gross. Yeah. Like, that's how I think about it. So, I think if you're, if you don't know what you're doing, just think mm-hmm. of a 12-year-old making out with a, <laughs> with a newborn. Okay. That's disturbing. Exactly. Okay. So, you won't do it. <laughs> um, so, I think that's gross. Well, the funny thing about that scene was, and the whole movie, I did mention that they had amazing chemistry on this film. I think part of that is they were all on location in Connecticut, Rhode Island, staying at a hotel together, and they were all young, and so they were all out having a great time when they weren't shooting, and I think that really added to the chemistry that you see. But additionally, um, the, 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 the caveat to that is that Annabeth Gish was only 16 and her mom therefore was present. So when everybody else was out, she had to go and just stay with her mom at the hotel. Yeah. But for that particular day, when they shot the scene where Tim and Kat make out and have sex, her mother was on set and, uh, William Moses, the actor who plays Tim said, that he still, like, she gave him the hard stare. And <laughs> and he said he, whenever he thinks about it now, he feels super uncomfortable and skeeved out by it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, but the, I mean, it's not his fault. No, that's just the role. Yeah. And she was just perfect for it. It's not her fault. She's a minor. <laughs> like, um, what if, she has big boobs and looks like she's 18. <laughs> she, she looks a lot older. That, and that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. she looked a lot older and she's perfect for it, but. She's minor. She looks so different now. She she looks so different. You would never on the street recognize her as the same actress. I mean, really? there's nothing that she... I don't think she had any work done. I think she just... Your Grew. face changes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the final thought on this film, what I think makes this movie special is the sisterhood. And I was curious if this movie made you kind of wish you had a sister. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there's one moment for me... I mean, I've always wanted a sister, but this movie didn't change that. Okay. Like, it didn't make me want one more. Okay. You weren't looking at it with longing eyes yeah, no. and then hitting me, like, no. why didn't you give me a sister? That's not your fault. I know. It's not. Thank you for <laughs> recognizing that. Um, uh, I also did not have a sister, and I, but there's one moment it's here. Poopy. What? It's poopy. <laughs> not having a sister? Not having a brother. Oh, yeah. I know. Sorry. Um, <laughs> Especially an older one. 
I also had an older brother, so I can only agree with you on that. But the moment where Daisy and Kat are in a huge fight and Kat has had the whole climactic scene and the wife has come home and, you know, then Kat comes home and she's crying in her room and Daisy, you know, is so mad at her. And then she realizes her sister's crying and everything changes. You know, Mm -hmm. she's like hugging her and comforting her and, you know, I'm going to cry thinking about it. I wish I had a sister. No, but like, it's really a a moving scene, you know, and you think, oh, that's what happened. <laughs> like not having a sister is having that moment and having the covers over your head crying to yourself. <laughs> yeah, <the> difference. <laughs> I know. I mean, kind of. It depends. Like if your sister's in another room, she doesn't know you're crying underneath your sheets. Well, I kind of feel like if you have a sister, I mean, you you'll could, go to her yeah. and include her, and she would comfort you. That's the dream. The great part about technology. One of the great parts about having technology. There's a lot of great parts. But one of them is that you can talk to anyone at any time now mm-hmm. like you can you like crisis what, help what i do well <laughs> you're you can, going through something well like you that. can do that I or just you had sex just... with a married man and then his wife came home and the i think they would love that yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's would. why they work there um no i just like i mean like if i'm upset or i'm annoyed at something i'll call my best friend or i'll facetime him and i'll just tell him about it and rant to him about it and then we'll forget about it like honestly ranting is probably the best way to get something off your chest and stop being upset about it and that's why everyone has a therapist because that's like the easiest way to just get something off your chest is just to talk about it say why you hate it say why you're against it and then forget about it it is it is and it's it's the bummer apart about it is that most people don't do anything about it Mm -hmm. you can do something about it or you can't like in this case do something like in this case cat didn't do anything Like, she didn't tell the wife. Mm -hmm. She didn't, like, say anything. I mean, she wouldn't say anything to the daughter, but she didn't say anything to him. She didn't say... Like, she just tore up a check. Mm -hmm. She didn't... And honestly, I think that was dumb (laughs) because... Especially if you're going to Yale. Mm -hmm. Do you think anything needed to be said? I First of all, if the wife didn't know what was going on, I mean, come on. It seemed pretty obvious. Um... When she, when when I mean, Kat's sitting there with tears in her eyes and the horror on her face of walking in and seeing the wife, I thought that was pretty apparent. Well, right I there. thought that was apparent, but I think if I was in that if I was the wife in that situation and my husband just it was raining and they he comes in with the babysitter with a jacket over them, obviously to cover them for the rain. They're just laughing about it. I wouldn't think that much. And then when she'd be like, "Oh, you're here." And, like, yeah, she didn't smile or anything, but I don't know her. Maybe Mm -hmm. that's just how she acts. Mm -hmm. Like, and then he was so normal about it. Well, he wasn't super normal, but he was, like, pretty, like, he didn't say anything to her. Yeah, he didn't say anything either. And he, I mean, that was when, when, when Kat's saying, he didn't even say anything. And that just shows how naive she is. Mm -hmm. I mean, what did you, what did you want him to say? Yeah, what was he going to say? With your friend and his daughter present? Yeah, here's the 17-year-old babysitter I just had sex with, and now I'm leaving you for her? And, I mean, there's, there was no way, there was nothing to say. That's weird. I wonder what, like, even though it's a movie and it's just a a character, but I wonder what his intentions were. Yes, what were your intentions, Tim? Like, really? Like, it's just kind of like... First of all, you're married. Right. So you know, she's coming home in, like, le- less than a day, mm-hmm. and you're on a date with a 17-year-old babysitter. Right. So it's like, who's going to Yale? 
mm-hmm. who you know is going to Yale because she's very smart and very dedicated. Mm-hmm. So she's not staying for mm-hmm. you. Right. No, I think... What, were your, what, what was the point? I think that was the point. I think his opinion, probably, of how it was going to go was that his wife was coming back and she was going to Yale and it would just go its natural way. But Kat is only 17 or 18 here in yeah, this movie but, and but, she's never had a boyfriend and she's definitely never had sex. And so all of that, you know, so she's taking it much more seriously. By the way, the whole thing about them getting a divorce... Um, when I watched it the second or third time with yeah. you, I, I really saw that that's all in Kat's head. So the daughter says... Yeah, the daughter said, like, she's not coming back. No, she said, oh, my mom's living in England now. And she's like, oh, no, she's coming back. And she said, we're not getting a divorce, and or something like that. And yeah. the idea was she's saying something... She's repeating what her parents yeah. told her. Yeah. And so when Kat hears that, she thinks, oh... That's why she's gone. They yeah. are getting a divorce, and this is how they're doing it. And she's made that up yeah. in her head. Yeah, I guess. Side note, the little girl, her character was so weird. Like, she did not seem like a normal, like, I don't know how four old she year was. Old four-year-old. Four-year-old. They said she was four. You're like, she's not four. Like, okay, first of all, a four-year-old doesn't go, I'm eight. Like nine, yeah. Like that's not the first thing a four year old like a four year old doesn't come up with jokes off the top of their head (laughs) like that. They're like, I'm four. (laughs) Like that's my age. (laughs) Like she did that. She was like immediately once, um, what's her name? Uh, Cat. Cat. Whenever when Cat first got there, like during the interview, like she gets a book to start reading to the little girl, and the little girl goes read like she's like demanding it and then she's like i don't know she was just so demanding and like like they went to cat's astrology thing and the girl's like sleeping she's like go home like let's go home why are we here can we go home yet like like Mm -hmm. she i don't know it was weird like i just was like this is not a normal four-year-old yeah. Like, By the I way, I'm pretty. Sh- you just said astrology again. Sorry, astronomy. astronomy. I'm just making sure you know the difference. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure I do. They make that mistake in the movie too. They do. Yeah, JoJo calls it astrology. And okay. Then well, cats always going astronomy. <laughs> yeah. Well, whatever. All right. Well, that is Mystic Pizza. And to find out all the behind-the-scenes information, like, for instance, what is Julia Roberts' favorite scene in the film and what everybody else thought about working with her and where all of their careers went after this, you can go to 80smovieguide.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. At 80smovieguide. (laughs) (laughs) Normally you say goodbye. I peace.